Hello, welcome to Seasoned with Mama. I'm Elsa. This little lady next to me is Mama. Hello. This podcast is our little experiment combining both of our favourite hobbies, cooking and hosting, and giving unsolicited advice. This is a very special episode of Seasoned with Mama. We'll go out on a special day. Do you know what day that is, Mama? Today. No. What day is this episode going on? <laughs> Valentine's Day. We just talked about <laughs> So we're going to be cooking a meal together. What we would recommend is sort of a nice meal for two, a very festively coloured pasta dish, lovely little pre-dinner cocktail, and a delicious but classic dessert. Into intermingling with this, we'll be answering some listener questions on love, life, dating, disasters, romance. No, mama. Yes, of course. Are you excited? If yeah, if I can help with my old life, old age experience. Nice, yeah. I'm sure you can. I will do. Well, firstly, let's start with um talking about actually Valentine's Day. Do you ever celebrate Valentine's Day? I do now since I came to this country, but in all my young years, it didn't even ex- exist in Greece. Didn't exist at all. It was introduced probably from America or England or for other reasons. So, if you liked a boy in your class, it. how would you? How would you like? Would you send them a card just saying oh, I like you? You wouldn't wait till Valentine's Day. Yeah, I would tell my friends, see him, how good he is. See him. And I would try to make friends, give him things. I remember I had a friend who I liked. I was giving him bits of my stamp collection. Oh, I was erotic. Getting, yes, and I was getting stamps that my father was buying me in little pieces of envelopes and that. And... Secretly from my father, I would give him some of my stamps. Was he also into stamps? Just to bribe him, yes. Just to Just bribe to him? Bribe. What were you bribing him to do? Would he hold your hand or no, would like you be like, him. have a stamp <laughs> and then hold my hand for 20 minutes? That was to like me. And did he like you? And we are still friends. I haven't seen Yeah, him. but did you date, yes. Mum? Did you date? No, no. And I was in at school time. All those stamps but wasted. there wasn't this, yeah, because I remember in your days, there was this boy who had written something about you and had given you a piece of paper and you brought it back home and he either told you I love um, you or I like you. What? No, I was in um, primary, year two in primary. primary school and he wrote a Valentine's note for yeah. me asking me to marry him, quite big, because um, obviously not legal to do that when you're in year two. And then I found out he'd also sent one to Jessica Carville. Because he didn't know how to express his liking, a little boy. Well, he liked two of us. He knew quite well how to express it. But I read the Legally binding. One. It's yeah. still going <laughs> to... Fingers crossed. Yeah. Jack, if you're listening. That's right. Yeah. The name was Jack. The name was Jack. I know the mother. What's the most romantic thing anyone's ever done for you? Oh, a long pause. You mean for... Not for Valentine's Day, just in general, just in life. Has anyone done anything romantic? 
like that old man you live with? Has he done anything romantic? Of what your dad did, him to remember because what did I don't he do? Remember. You don't remember. You just remember it as romantic. Yeah. You don't even know the vague wheelhouse. You don't realize after seventy years of age. So. But I love that you remember that he's done something romantic, but you don't for the life of you remember what. He must have done something, but... You can't remember anything. I can't remember. Yeah, I mean, everything is a romance being with him, especially if I'm away. Yes, we miss each other. We talk. We say how much we miss. Does he write you little notes? uh, Yes, he writes little notes. But it's continuous. It's not just, oh, I remember then when he brought some flowers or something. So Does what? he ever bring you flowers? Occasionally he buys some in the supermarket. If they're an offer. Yes. No, no, but, and it's for a joint benefit, decorate the table and put, the, put them on, at the table. So you're saying he buys himself but flowers? It is all, yeah, it is all a continuous um, series of actions. So I think what you're saying is, Romance isn't just for Valentine's Day. Exactly. It's every day. A peaceful and happy life together with somebody is the most important thing you can achieve. I think that takes us quite nicely to a listener question. How do you know if the person you're in a relationship with is truly the one? Is there such a thing as the one? No. All this is touch and go. You don't know in advance. (laughs) Wait, so you only know after if they were the one? Yeah, n- yes. And Do you think we keep repeating our um, how we got together and he was more certain I was the one than he. So did he grind you down, really? No. It was a life together. So how, for this, for this poor listener who is wondering, they're with their partner, they're thinking, is this person the one? Should I be out there looking for someone else? There is a bit of experiment involved. Really? Yes. You need to go ahead, to try, to compromise, to love, to offer. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Because you're not a magician to make it be the one. Yeah, and you don't really, it's it's hard to predict, really. You don't know how... Things turn out when you get into hot water, you know. Exactly. Circumstances that can make you or break you. And how do you put them ahead of you? And some lose a limb or some become disabled. It's not just cancer. Mm. It's a disability. Yeah. You can't cope with somebody. In hard times, will someone stick with you? Yeah. Maybe that's the answer to the question. There's not such a thing as the one, but you know that someone's a good person if they stick with you. That's right. Yeah. But accepting and compromise is always a big monzo. Monzo? Monzo. (laughs) Accepting and compromise is what monzo does? What? A big must. (laughs) Excuse my Greek. Are you hoping for monzo sponsorship? Would you like to cook something, Mama? Yeah. Under your instructions, though, because you may have in mind something nice that I don't know of. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I've made this for you before. 
Uh, but we're going to do a little bit of cooking. It's a really quick recipe, really. And it's sort of perfect for a, a sort of weeknight Valentine's dinner. And you can't really be asked to make six courses or go to is the butcher. It is vegetarian, not vegan, but vegetarian, which is good because, you know. We eat too much meat. We eat too much meat. That's right, Paul McCartney. Uh, so this makes two servings. So it's perfect for a romantic meal with your partner or your lover or your best pal. Yeah. So you will need one bottle of a full-bodied red wine. Wow. I can see it there. Um, so yeah, that's right. One whole bottle of a full-bodied red wine. But plonko. Yeah, it doesn't have to be. You, you're basically boiling the pasta in it, the spaghetti in it. So uh, about 180 grams or so of spaghetti, a 400-gram tin of chopped tomatoes, a little bit of harissa paste or maybe gosjang, um, an anchovy or two. To make it a bit salty. Yeah. Give it some taste. Yeah. Uh, 30 grams of soft goat's cheese, the type without a rind, sort of that kind of spready version, and a few shavings of either hard goat's cheese or parmesan. And then usual stuff like salt, pepper, a bit of nice olive oil for drizzling. First thing is we're going to put the wine in a large saucepan with a lid and add 250 ml of water, a generous pincer of salt, and we'll bring it to the boil. So the wine needs extra water to top up the quantity. When you boil pasta, you get splashing and there's only water. Yes. But Mum says be careful that, of splashing. Yes. So I'm going to bring that up to the boil and put the lid on to help it quicken. Yeah. And then in this little saucepan next to it, I'm going to put the anchovy, chopped anchovy. So this is... This is a this is anchovy paste. Same taste, but pasty. Does it need any garlic or doesn't have garlic? It doesn't actually have garlic, but you could add garlic at this stage as well if you're a big garlic fan. So just cooking off that anchovy, and then I'm going to add some of the harissa paste. I do, in my case, but you may not want to do in yours, instead of a bit of sugar, to stop the tomato of being a bit acid, I put a bit of honey. I do the same thing, Mum. Oh, you put honey. Excellent. Is the sauce started yet? Yeah. Right. Sauce is heating up. And then when the pasta's a bit more done, you uh, take a bit of the pasta water yeah. with all that starch and that red wine and you add it to the sauce. It smells nice already. Yeah. Because of the wine. Yeah. Instead of boiled in water. You can smell the wine. Yeah, it's very winey. You might like this one. Another question. How do you know if you're in love or just horny? What does horny mean exactly? <laughs> <laughs> can so you guess? Can you guess? Problem. Can you just guess so I don't have to explain it? Um, no. Can you guess what horny means? Um, you don't know either. It means wanting sex, mum. Uh. Like turned on, horny. You don't know if you do <laughs> not the words. So, mum says you don't know if you're in love or just horny. 
She's yet to find out. Oh, God, Chris. <laughs> Can you uh, omit this uh, comment of mine? I, th- I know now you told me. Have you heard the word honey? There was that song, I'm horny, 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 horny. That's what they're saying. What did you think they were saying all this time? Nothing. My ignorance. Yeah. How do you know? Okay, so we might phrase that as, how do you know if you're in love with someone? I'll wait till Luke's come through. Don't worry, love. <laughs> Look. Can I speak? No, go, go, go. I learned a new word. It's giggling. What word did you learn, Mum? So let that look. No, just say, don't. Luke's not here. Just say horny. what? What word did you learn? Horny. Horny. What does horny Is mean? H O R N Y. Yeah. I thought horns is horns like this when you deceive your partner you see that's why oh right you thought horny meant deception meant deception no it means you want to shag yeah i didn't know wow gross you can use that um so basically the the pc version of that is how do you know if you're in love with someone or just like the idea of someone how do you know how do you know that you really love someone and you're not just Keen to Depends be with how long someone. You have been with him, and how deep you decide he's the person deserving your affection. A good test is: Do you like being around them when you're not having sex? Yeah, yeah. In my age, for certain, <laughs> for certain. Are you not horny, mum? Not in that age. <laughs> To the simmering tomato sauce, I've added two ladlefuls of the pasta and wine, pasta water with wine. Um, And then when the pasta is ready, we add a bit of, well, we drain it, add a bit of soft goat's cheese to the tomato sauce, stir it into melt, and then serve the pasta with the sauce on top and a few scattered um, shavings of the hard goat's cheese or parmesan on top. Yeah, all good. Can I ask you another question? Yes. How should one respond when sent an unsolicited dick pic? That's genuinely a question. That's another word I don't know. You don't know what dick pic means? Pick a man. Pick a man? No, dick pic. It's it's picture. Dick picture. Do you know what... A rude picture. A picture of. Really? Yeah. Does that exist? Yeah. All of a sudden, you receive a picture like this. A picture like that? Do you know who sends it? Yeah, but like it's someone you've maybe met a few times and they want to clearly, you know, sext or get into the next level and they send you just a picture of a... I must be too conservative. I would be disgusted. You'd be disgusted. So what would your response be? I'm disgusted. Please don't send me that. Yeah, don't you dare doing it to me. I mean, sending that to me. Yeah. It's not what, for somebody to lose time to take a picture of his own self and send it to somebody else, to me, they're totally different values. Yeah. Why aren't they volunteering? 
Why are they using all that time to photograph the... Be the word, there is a word, uh, exhibitionist. Oh, right. Well, I think it's sort of a way of exhibiting without, you know, yeah, flashing. I, I fancy you or something. Um, okay, so Mama says no to dick pics. I hope you haven't received any of those. Any pics. Any what? Any pictures. Any what? Any dick pics. <laughs> yeah. I can't, I can neither confirm nor deny, Mum. Right, okay. You don't have to tell me. Stop looking at your phone. Who are you getting a text from? Is it a dick pic? I can't read it without the glasses. Oh, right. But you can see that it's clearly not a penis. That's good. It doesn't show photographs, it just shows text. Oh, good. No. Um, <laughs> sorry, but just Another really made me giggle. No. So, did you know um, that the day before Valentine's Day is February the 13th? Mm-hmm. And that has now become this thing called Galentine's Day. No. It's a celebration of female friendships. I'm not sure if it came from the TV show Parks and Recreation, but basically, yes, it's to celebrate female friendship and it's a day for, you know. Girlfriends to be together. Yeah, to show your female friends mm. or, I don't know, to show your friends that you care about them. What do you think of In that? In what way? I don't know, you might send them a card, you might go for brunch. Could yes, but some of your friends may be away. You don't create trips. Well, no, I don't think you have to create trips. Um, it's not like an obligation that you go and travel and see every person. But I think you just all this thing is too commercial for me. Really? And, but and don't you want to tell your female friends that you care about them? They know I care about them. Why? Because I'm interested in how happy they are, what they want from me. They tell me their problems. I catch up with them. I don't need to go and eat with them something on a day that I may be you busy don't need with to work or anything. Send them, send them a card, postcard. No. Your face is a picture. You look so unimpressed with Galentine's Day. Yeah, I never, I never heard of that anyway. And it must be something new, because it's introduced from card companies, American companies. I don't know, but it's good luck to them, and it's nice to say you care. And so, Mum says, Galentine's good luck to them. Yeah. So, Galentine's Day, is that in the same bracket as dick pics, Mum? No. No, that's more soft. It's nicer to to care about your friends. Not rude, anyway. How do you know? You might have rude friends. Nearly done. Sometimes, if I don't want, and this is only my version, if I don't want the pasta to overboil and I'm not ready to serve it, I turn it off to wherever it is. A few more minutes are... are, Away from being cooked. Yeah. You turn it off in the hot water. It will not overboil because if your guest is not here yet... Okay, so I'll just leave the sauce simmering a bit. Yeah, if it's it's finished, it hasn't been... So the sauce is simmering in the background. Yeah, burning in the background. 
this is a male listener, has written in to say, how do you navigate political differences in a relationship? Very mm. difficult question. You can either ignore them and have your own opinion out of the home environment or out of that, or try to be persuaded with each other's view because maybe one of them may be more, have more... Um, have more reason behind their thinking. Yeah, yeah. They can educate you and yeah. they can convert you because it can't be, what's the word? You listen to the other side's yeah. opinions. You ask the reasons behind what they support and you see if there is any logic to understand them. Um, I think also a key thing to do, a key word is respect. Yes. So respect the other person, that they have their opinions being just as valid as yours, even if they believe something nuts. When my dad, your husband, sometimes, because he likes um, he likes quite a lot of military history on Facebook, uh, in the big Venn diagram of sort of old men that like military history and are on Facebook and old men that are a bit alt-right and are on Facebook, there's a lot of crossover in those. Those Venn diagrams are practically a circle, just one circle, because he occasionally says things that I'm just like, Dad, how do you, like, and I've seen you hear some of his opinions that are a bit parroted off Facebook posts. How do you... I don't follow anything of that. Really? No. You just ignore him? Oh, yes. A lot of it is so detailed that I lose it halfway. Yeah. As he explains it, because I'm not knowledgeable. Of I think you're plenty things. knowledgeable. I think it's just... No, despite one boring, too ridiculous. He's explaining halfway through. I lose it because it's complicated. And, and it, no, it isn't boring. It's not what I want to learn. Mm. I'm more into social information, not into military information. Mm. So I just listen. I, I think I believe and say I'm a good listener because he wants to explain it, take it out. But it is there is no worry about me being converted or anything. Yeah, it depends. So I guess that's a good lesson for this question is that you can have political differences and be fine with each other having those differences. But if there's a point where they're very strongly influencing you or wanting you to take their side and you can't, that might be a bit insurmountable. Yeah, I express not interested. This reminds me of when I dated someone, do you remember called Brexit? Tom. Yes, vaguely. Yeah. But you were Tom's not the name. actual name. Yeah. Um, and Brexit Tom, things were great until they revealed that they had voted for Brexit. And um, I obviously hadn't with my immigrant mum. And um, Brexit Tom actually said, I think people like your mother have really taken advantage of the system and we should really talk about things like deportation. He was so extreme. So extreme, yeah. And for three months, he'd just been saying, just playing devil's advocate, wouldn't it be better if there was a fairer points-based system like Canada? And I'd be like, you don't believe that, what though, do you? And he'd been like, no, no, just playing devil's advocate. Um, but then he actually was like, no, I, I do believe this. I did vote Brexit. I don't know where that idea is. Um, I've not been 
not been too intrigued really hopefully um I hope he's seen how well Brexit has gone and is feeling really happy with it. Accepted, no, no, I think They're Brexit Tom would struggle with that. It is a hard thing to negotiate, but unless your views are very opposing and as long as there is love and respect, it's fine. It's a little out of the correct order of things, Mama, but now we're going to make a little aperitif cocktail Great. to start your Valentine's evening meal. To go with that pasta. It's a very pretty cocktail. It looks nice. You've had it before. I've made it for you. It's a variation on a clover club, and we'll be making that now. Okay. So the first thing we're going to do. What do you call it? Um, does it have a name. It doesn't have a name. We can give it a name. Does it have clovers? No, it doesn't have clovers. But maybe that's you know could call it a Valentine's clover. Valentine's clover. I was going to say club would be a good ending. No. Clover drink. Valentine's Club. But you can drink it any other time of the year. You don't need to wait for Valentine's. Yeah, I d it doesn't have clover in, is the main thing. <clears throat> Into your shaker, you're going to add, for each cocktail you're making, a small bar spoon, do you see, of raspberry jam. I'm going to make two, so I'll do two spoons of raspberry jam. Mm -hmm. um, and it doesn't have to be seedless. Dad was telling me the most terrifying thing the other day. Yeah. That there used to be a factory in Manchester where they made wooden pips to go in raspberry jam. But then this raspberry, he, he told me that. It must have been because they, Gross, did, isn't it? they couldn't have the raspberries. The raspberries would only go so far. So they'd use like the juice and the colouring and then bulk it out a bit with fake mm. pips. Put it through your body. Yeah. Piece of wood. Eat some little wooden pips. Five I don't days, think I don't think Bon Mama are doing that, are they? Mm. No. So choose your raspberry jam wisely. Mama, could you pass me the bottle of gin? We're going to use gin for this, but if you're a gin hater, you can use vodka. 30 ml of gin, brackets, or vodka per cocktail. Pour that in your shaker on top of your jam. As you add each element, stir the jam in the shaker. Could you please pass me the Campari, Melodu? The bitter Campari. The bitter Campari. I like Campari. In big doses, it's too bitter for me. I could just drink it neat. That's 15 milliliters for each drink, so we're adding 30 for two drinks. Add the Campari. Please pass me the vermouth. So we're using dry white vermouth. Mum's admiring the bottle. And we're using the same amount of that as we are of Campari. I didn't really word it vermouth. It's definitely vermouth. So 30 milliliters, 15 per drink of the dry white vermouth. Chuck that into the shaker too. For each drink, there's 22.5 milliliters of Do lemon juice. So that adds up to 45 milliliters for the two cocktails. They have a lot of pith. Where are these lemons from, then, Mama? It's from a tree you bought us as a present. What a good daughter. Perfect. So that's 45 the of fresh one. lemon juice. Yep. Add that to the shaker, too. Ice. So first we're going to stir the contents of the cocktail shaker. So you've added gin, Campari, dry white vermouth, the raspberry jam and the lemon juice. And you're just going to stir that to dissolve the raspberry jam first. And then do you know what we add? Ice. Ice. Yeah. It needs it. One thing to note with this cocktail is that it's frothy, has a frothy head. Mm -hmm. Can you say frothy head? Frothy head. Perfect. To do that, you add egg white. But you can't shake egg white in a cocktail shaker with the ice because it doesn't froth. You shake the cocktail with ice and then when it's chilled, you strain out the ice and then shake it dry 
with just egg. So you're straining it again. You strained it on to the jug. Back in the shaker? Yes. For each cocktail, you add about 15 milliliters of egg white. Rather than cracking an egg, I like to buy the Ready. simply egg white. It's what people make depressing omelets out of, I imagine. So you add 30 of that for the two cocktails. And it will give it that lovely in that foamy head. Now we've really got to shake it this time. <laughs> oh, I can see. Oh, it's a white collar. Excellent. For it's a bit of extra flair, I've got a stencil of like a lip print, a mini lip print. And if you tap out some edible glitter, leaves a little kiss print in the foam. With a half open mouth. With a kissy mouth, yeah. Yeah. Lovely. Nice little oh, bit of extra. Very nice. Yeah. Do you like it, Mum? Very nice. I didn't have a sip yet. Have a sip. Mm, very nice. You can tell the lemon. Can tell the lemon. Mm -hmm. mm. Cheers, Mama. Cheers. Cheers, everybody. Cheers, everybody. Happy Valentine's. Happy Valentine's. Would men like a, a drink like that? Um, Would you make it for your girlfriend or for your boyfriend as well? I think men are fine drinking a pink drink. Yeah. Yeah. The lips are Unless cool. they've got very fragile masculinity. I just split up with my long-term partner. How do you mend a broken heart? Any advice, mum? It's not easy. Mm. You live with your memories. You live with events that were pleasant and that. But time is the biggest healer. Yeah, I think you've just got to trust that time is a good healer. Yeah. That things... For every... The disaster. Yeah, all wounds soften with time. It's not easy to go through and it's not it's not a pleasant experience. It's a, you have to use it as a positive. Everything you're given, I think, you have to use as a positive. So if you're having a horrible time with heartbreak, there's no quick fix. Yeah. But you just go through it thinking, okay, that relationship and, didn't work. What would I do differently? What do I want? Everything happens for a reason. A year later, you laugh at it possibly and you say, good lesson. I'm Good lesson. I shouldn't have gone out with Joan Obed. Yeah. Another question. Where can we find single hot men over 40? It's a matter of luck. It's a matter of luck. You don't have any... There is not an address. Where did you meet all your many lovers? Colleagues. 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 Work. So work in an industry that's quite male-focused, and it then you'll have the pick the of the litter. Train. It could be on the train. On the way to London or on the way to Scotland. Ever, oh, Scotland. Yeah. Have you ever seen, have you ever seen anyone on a train that you thought, oh, good oh, People meet on trains and they seem to be attracted to each other and they get the phone number and then they carry on. There is no. Is that the plot of Brief Encounter? Is that the one where they're on the train? Yeah. Where they're like getting on? Yeah. I thought of that when I was saying that, <laughs> but uh, it could be anywhere. There is not a. An address. It could be anywhere. So look sexy all the time. Not sexy. Look yourself all the time. Oh, that's better. Man. That's better. Yeah. yeah. Because sexy. See, it's this wisdom it we need. Maybe this person's against a negative thing to not like somebody sexy. Yeah. Like somebody normal. Normal, yeah. not be normal, not be sexy. The person next door. Yeah. The the girl next door. Yeah. Not the girl or the boy. Oh. Some more gorgeous listeners have sent in some questions. Okay. She's bracing herself. Um, does it matter that the man I'm dating is younger than me? No. 
No. What was that? Do you remember the expression you used to use all the time? You're only as old as you think. No. As your boyfriend. <laughs> as the man of your life. Close. <laughs> I can't remember. You used to I say. I have made it up. At the you time. said, you're only as old as the man you're feeling. That made it up. My English is different now. I make it different. Oh, it's but more. That's, yeah. yeah. But yeah. There's no at all. No, there is no at all. What if, is there an age limit at all though? Like no. what about someone going out with a 16 year old huh. and they're like that, 30? Yeah. That 16 year old just passed the adulthood step and it was a child yesterday and it's a woman today. So, so listener, it depends if the man you're dating is younger than you. Is he, was he a child yesterday? As well. <laughs> yeah. How old was dad when you met him? 29, as if a colleague. And you were in your 30s. That's not that bad, really, is it? Actually, 26. Ooh. He came to my 29th birthday. Wow. So he must have, he must have been younger. Oh, it's, he keeps getting younger in this, mum. Was he actually 21? It's such a long time ago. I don't remember. Are you a groomer? No. Do you know what a groomer is? No. Well, there we go. How do you know you're not a groomer? No. He was just an innocent colleague of <laughs> A groomer is someone that takes advantage of someone young and innocent, manipulates them into a relationship. Nothing of that happened with us. But he was young and innocent, in your words. Okay. He only came to eat the cake of my birthday present. He came, birthday, oh, at your birthday party. office. What did you put in the cake? Nothing. Mm -hmm. Bought it ready made. Nice. He didn't come for the cake, though, did he? He came because came he had a crush on you. Free gate. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, listener, don't worry. Mum's mum's been dating a younger man for years. Don't worry about it. Don't lose any sleep over it. Yeah, chill out. It's fine. How, how is the drink going on? The lips don't dissolve. No, they float on top. What do you spray through the stencil? So through the stencil, I put something that you love saying. It's edible glitter, otherwise known as luster dust. Ah, luster reduced. Luster reduced. <laughs> that's, that's what mum has edible. always called it. Yeah. We've got a question from a listener. What is the secret to a long and happy relationship? What's your best relationship advice? I will repeat that word. Put yourself second. Wow. It's quite old school, mum. I am old school. Compromise. Compromise, yeah. And that is another old word. Do you think I don't know how to compromise? I don't know much. No. You don't compromise with me. Well, I do compromise with you. You accept me as a gaga. I accept you as a gaga. Mm. Is that compromise? Yeah, exactly. Do you know what else you call it? Mm. So the final element we're going to make is a little chocolate mousse. And it's a very simple little recipe for two. You'll need two eggs, 60 grams of chocolate that's at least 70% cocoa, and about two teaspoons of sugar or more if you like it really sweet. Do you want to make it? And whisking the lot. Yeah. Yesterday, I made this mousse, so it would have overnight... Mentioned the materials, yeah, the ingredients. I 
I will mention them again. Two eggs, 60 grams of chocolate. That's at least 70% cocoa. Dark chocolate. Yeah. And two teaspoons of sugar. Castor. Just castor. Melt easier. Yeah. I think you could probably even use granulated. But I didn't need a lot of whisking. It does. So what I did was I melted the chocolate in a bowl over a pan of simmering water and got it nice and melted, separated the eggs, and then whisked the egg whites with the sugar till they're really foamy, soft peaks. Mixed the egg yolks into the melted chocolate really quickly, added a third of the egg white mixture, and then folded the rest of the egg white mixture in. Fold it until it's just combined. Careful not to overmix. And what I did with this is I put a layer of pistachio cream at the bottom so that there would be something you nice to dig into. The bowl. Just a tiny layer at the bottom of the glass, almost like a surprise, a pistachio surprise. It's you, a surprise for me because I like pistachio. You do like pistachio. Once you've mixed it, pop a little bit of pistachio cream or any nut butter or really anything, also don't have to at all, into the bowl and the like little serving bowl and then top with the mousse. You need to let it set. And then you let it set for at least four hours, preferably overnight. Should we have a little taste? Fancy that. Okay, mama. Take a mouthful of your chocolate mousse. What do you think? Mm, melt in the mouth. Melt in the mouth. So that's a nice way to end, isn't it? It's also basically a portion it needs one egg. So it's really easily to scale up. If you're in a, I don't know, a thruple, you could make it for three of you just by halving the recipe again. Mm. What a time we've had. Mum is waving her hand. Because I love pistachio base. Pistachio butter, you call it? Yeah, I think they call it crema or cream or... Lovely that. Mm. Okay. Final few questions for our Valentine special. Remember, as always, we'd love to hear from you. You can write to us via email at... Do you know the address, Mum? Something with Mama. Yeah, she's got she's got the gist of it. Um, it's seasonedwithmama at gmail.com. That's I-T-S... Seasoned with Mama, M-A-M-A, all one word, at gmail.com. Feel free to send anything. We want to see it all. Although not the dick pics that mum. No. Mum learned about. Yeah. And if you are kind and so inclined, uh, give our little podcast a follow or maybe a nice little rating on whatever podcast platform you prefer. Some final questions then. Listener says, what if we like the guy but the kiss is bad? He's a bad kisser. Yeah. You like him, but he's a bad kisser. Tough. Find a better kisser. Find a better kisser. <laughs> really? It, so, oh, I, I don't want to ask this, but is, was dad a good kisser? Yes, he was. I hope he continues to be so. I don't remember now, but he was. He was. You don't kiss anymore. 40 years. <laughs> 40 years ago, we last kissed. I don't know how his kisses were 40 years ago. Oh, you yeah. don't remember. They're still okay, though. Good for dad that he's maintained a good standard. So they like the guy, but the kiss is bad. I don't know. I remember going out with a friend when I was a teenager. Mum knows exactly who it is. Oh, they were an awful kisser. She came to the restaurant where I was with a friend, just for a quick hello. She said to me he was a bad kisser, and off she went again. Yeah. It was like a spin cycle on a washing machine. But he was a child. Yeah, but there's no need for that. Very sandpapery tongue, just sort of Oof. orbiting. Mum's disgusted. Just drink your drink. Lovely. My man likes the drink. How many red flags are allowed before you ditch the person you're dating? Do you know what a red flag is, firstly? Um, sort of zero points, you mean. I think you may know what it is, but I'm just going to explain in case it's just... Uh, unpleasant warnings. 
Yeah, a red flag is like a sign that they're, you know, they're really mean about their ex-girlfriends. That's a red flag. That's a bad sign. Also depends on the size of the flags. Like, he's not close with his family. A small red flag. But he's like been in prison for arson. Slightly bigger red flag. Yeah, even one flag can be bad enough to leave him, but it depends on the gravity of the flag. If it is minor details, you can forgive because nobody's perfect. Nobody's perfect. it depends on the flag. Maybe a good exercise is to mentally add all the flags together, see how much of a and obstacle all how course you're dealing with. It's all, it's all how, how you, you feel. feel. Yeah. But also, there's plenty more fish in the sea. Don't put up with anything weird or unpleasant cool. that makes yeah. you feel unpleasant. Yes. If you feel unpleasant, yeah. call a responsible adult. Do you still remember it tomorrow, sort of thing. Yeah, that's a good test. If you if it's haunting you. It's all up for judgment. Yeah. A listener says our final question for this special Valentine's edition. How do you know when a relationship is over? It's in the air. It's in the air. Wow. By both sides. The unfortunate thing is if it's by only one side, and that is difficult. I think that's more common than the other way. I think it's more common that one person is like, it's the end. The body language. Yeah, and how you feel around them. If you don't feel happy or safe, content, Mm. there should be an element of feeling secure and settled with someone. You don't have to feel like you're going out with a golden retriever but there has to be an element of they don't make me feel at risk yeah. yeah and if you can't move past any of those bad feelings if they keep coming back to your mind yeah if you're thinking all the time forever. you know when a relationship is over because you know i mean even the fact that you ask the question means that you sort of know it's over listener um mama you've ended relationships any advice no painful whatever wow. it is it's painful but it will go Time is a great healer. Yeah. Yeah. Siniasu. Cheers, everybody. Cheers, everybody. Happy Valentine's. I hope you're spending it in the company of someone you love, or at least like, or at least get a nice text. Just remember, Valentine's is a commercial engagement. It's not everything. You may have a lovely time on an ordinary Thursday. It doesn't need to be Valentine's. Yeah. Don't give Hallmark any more money. Yeah, it's commercial. Don't forget. Keep romance alive every day. Exactly. Have a good time, everybody. Be nice. Will you blow them a kiss? To everybody. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Big kisses from Mama.